Lord. Hallelujah. We want to welcome everyone uh, that's joining us by live stream this morning. We are going to have a great time in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God's given me a word for this church. Amen. And that word is be ready. Be ready. Be ready for anything that may come your way. And uh, really, the only way you can be ready is to get your faith level to a higher uh, plane. Amen. So we're going to continue this morning, morning uh, where we left, left off actually a couple weeks ago, teaching on the subject of faith. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, feedback from the men in the church. Praise God. We had a great Father's Day service last week. Amen. A lot of guys have been saying, man, that's just exactly what I needed. There's some uh, family members saying that's exactly what my dad or my mother or my, uh, my husband needed. Amen. Hallelujah. But this morning we want to continue where we left off, teaching on faith. And that is by far the greatest subject that any church, any body of Christ could ever teach on is faith. Because you can't even please God without it. You can't get anything from God without it. Amen. In our teachings, we learned that each of us must contend or strive to develop strong faith because it takes strong faith to fulfill God's plan for your life. We learned in our teachings that each of us must take responsibility for growing our own faith. In other words, Miss Brenda can't grow my faith and I can't grow hers. She's got to grow her own. Amen? And I have to grow my own. We've learned in our teaching, uh, we started learning on what our faith needs to grow. And this, so this morning I want to talk to you about the connection between faith and your words. Faith and your words. We know we've heard teachings for many, many years on words and uh, our confession that we ought to watch what we say. Uh, and those teachings are great. Uh, uh, what we do say does matter. Amen? Does, amen? But I still don't think, even though all those teachings have been coming out, and I've been teaching it for years myself, I still don't think the church has really gotten a hold of, uh, of that revelation. You know how I know? I talk to people. And then I listen to what they say. Amen. And I can listen to someone for five minutes. And I can tell you exactly where they are in their faith. Hallelujah. I'll get you to where you amen here in a minute. Praise God. I've listened to uh, spirit-filled, Bible-believing people use words like, I'm so afraid this is going to happen. Or I'm just worried this is going to happen. And both of those words aren't in God's vocabulary. I'm just so scared. And this isn't a criticism, but you know, many of them will rehearse all the negative things that's happened in their lives. And they'll drum them back up. And they'll talk about them over and over and over again. And they'll continually speak all the woe is me type words, even though 
they hear the word of God preached every Sunday. And they read, they're even reading the word of God for themselves. So that tells me right there, it isn't uh, just knowing the word of God or, or knowing about the truth in God's word <clears throat> that sets us free. We must apply the word of God to our lives to be set free. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, people can hear a sermon and, and know, know to do the truth, but then they choose not to do the truth. See, if you hear the truth and don't do the truth, then the truth can't set you free. Why? Because you have to apply it. You have to apply it to your life. You can hear the greatest sermon, and you do hear the greatest sermon you ever preached every Sunday. It's not because of me, it's because of him. I'm not tooting my horn because he's got the trumpet. Amen. But the word that's coming forth in this church will set you free if you start applying it to your life. But if you don't apply it, it's not going to do anything for you. And you can beg God, you can plead with God, you can do all those things, and it's still nothing's going to happen in your life. And I'm going to show you that today. We have to see the connection between our words and our faith. We must get a divine revelation that the words we speak, whether good or bad, positive or negative, those words will come to pass. Not they might come to pass, but they will come to pass. Can I get an amen? amen? So while this is a very familiar passage of Scripture, I believe we're going to see some things, and I'm talking about Mark 11. I uh, apologize for not telling you that in the beginning, but uh, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. I think we're going to see some things here today that's going to help us because I have not brought these things out before. I mean, you know, God always adds to us. Amen. I told some guys this morning that there's times when I'm reading the Bible, and I've been reading the Bible for now for at least 25 years, that I'll still have one of those zingers. Wow. Amen. Mark 11. And I'm going to start reading with verse 12. It says, Now the next day when they had come, out from Bethany, he was hungry, talking about Jesus. And seeing a fig tree, uh, or seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. Excuse me. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Now, we need to understand, if you don't already know this, that this particular type of tree, fig tree, when it produced its leaves, then it was supposed to have figs. They produced at the same time. Amen? Amen. So when Jesus saw the leaves, he fully expected to find what? Figs. Figs. He expected to find some fruit on it, but he didn't. Look at verse 14. It says, in response, Jesus said to it. Underline that in your Bible. That word said in the Greek means he commanded it. 
So in response, Jesus said or commanded it, talking about the tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Notice Jesus responded to the situation or to the circumstance and his disciples heard it. How many of you know that every time Jesus opens his mouth in the Bible, it's a teaching moment? Amen. Amen. He's wanting us to learn something. So let me ask you, what is your response to the situations and or the circumstances that may arise in your life? How do you respond to the attacks of the enemy? How do you respond to the lies that the devil tries to tell you? See, that fig tree was a lying tree. Because it was supposed to have fruit, same time it had uh, leaves. Are you just complaining about what the devil is doing in your life? Or are you commanding him to take his hands off of your stuff? And commanding him to cease and desist his activities in yours and your family's life? What are you responding to it? What are you saying? How do you respond to him? You see, that's something we all have to answer for ourselves. Amen? So notice Jesus responded to the lack of fruit on the tree. How many of you know that you can respond to lack in your life? If you have any. I'm not saying you have lack. But if you have lack, you need to respond to it. Amen? And did you know that the lack will respond back to you? Or better yet, it will respond to your words? When I learned that, I quit saying, uh, I'm so broke I can't pay attention. Amen. That used to be one of my favorite sayings, even when I was a Christian. Because it got a big laugh from people. And And mainly, I said it because I was ignorant to the fact that those words that I was speaking was going to keep me so broke that I couldn't even pay attention. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened. Amen. Amen. And it trickled into my whole life. That's why I didn't do nothing but plunk what change I had left over in my pocket in the tithing bucket. Because that's all I had was leftovers. The world, the devourer that I talked about in, in Malachi, the devourer kept coming and stealing my money from me. Amen. He stole it in lust of the flesh. He stole it in many, many ways. But he still stole it. So in the natural, no, I didn't have enough money. Amen. But now I do. Because I became obedient to the word of God. But lack will respond to your words if you put your words out there and command it to go away. And command prosperity to come into your life. Amen? Now, look down at verse 20. I'm trying to hurry. This is just my introduction, really. Look down at verse 20. It says, uh, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Notice that those words that Jesus spoke went all the way to the root system. See, you got to attack something at the roots. Amen. And you're going to find out the roots right there under your nose. They went all the way down to the root. They didn't just deal with the branches. 
They went to the root of the problem. How many of you know in order to kill something, you have to get to the root of it? Notice words are what affected the root system. Verse 21, and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look. Now, that's kind of mundane there. He probably went, Rabbi, look. That tree you cursed, it's withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him in verse 22, have faith in God. See, you can't do anything without faith. Matter of fact, the margin of one Bible says, have the faith of God. Amen? Amen. Or have the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. Verse 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain. Now this is, how many of you know have ever heard that scripture before? Amen. I say to you, whoever. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you, pay attention. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That's, that's key right there. Underline that. You can't doubt in your heart and get anything from God. If you doubt in your heart, it ain't coming. If you doubt in your heart, it's not moving. Amen. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes, now watch this, that those things which he says, that could say he or she says, God's no respecter of persons, ladies, that those things that he says will be done he will, not maybe, not might, but he will have whatever he says. Amen. Church, we need to get a hold of that. Amen. Turn to your name and say, we, you probably need to watch your mouth. Yeah. Amen. I'm just getting you involved in the message. That way everybody don't say, well, pastor said that, you know. No, Jesus is saying that. Now notice again in verse 21. That the tree responded to the words of Jesus. And the question we must all ask ourselves is why would a tree respond to words? Why would this tree obey what Jesus told it to do? Amen. See, in our natural finite intellect, it's difficult for any of the smart people. <clears throat> God uses a base of... So <laughs> Outwit the smart, right? But in our natural finite intellect, it's difficult to comprehend that a tree would obey a spoken word. I, I've never spoken to a tree and had it die. You know why? I just ain't tried. I had no need for it. I may try that on some of the cedar trees on this new place. <laughs> Speak to them, see if they'll die. Amen. Or watch them die, not see if they will. If it's a, if it's a conditional word, right? Amen. Hallelujah. The, the tree responded to words. Why did it obey Jesus? I'm going to show you why. Look over at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to answer not only why this tree responded to Jesus, but we're also going to answer, or we're actually going to see for ourselves that things will actually respond to you and I. Amen. And the reason they don't is because we're not speaking to them. That's, that's the absolute truth. I'm going to show you that. Genesis chapter 1. 
Verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. Notice you weren't made in the image of a monkey, no matter what evolutionists say. Amen. Amen. You were made in the image of God. But it says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all, everybody say all, all. here it is, and over all the earth. I mean, you know trees are part of the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. In other words, God empowered you and I to prosper. Amen. We have a scripture that says that it is God who gives us the power to gain wealth in our lives. Amen. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, we know from this passage that Adam was given dominion over the whole earth. How many of you know that? And Adam ruled this earth with his words. We know that because in Genesis 2.19, uh, 2, that's one page over. In Genesis 2.19, the Bible says that God brought all the animals before Adam and whatever he called them, talking about Adam, whatever he called them was their name. Amen. And they're still called that today. Now, this, this is something I wanted to tell all the evolutionists out there. You tell me how that you can say that dinosaurs were on this earth millions of years before man when Adam named the dinosaur. Hello? I just shot that theory all to pieces. How could something be on this earth when Adam named it. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, people just don't read their Bible. People, you get, there's a world of knowledge in here, even for scientists, if they would just read it and believe it. A lot of people read it, but just don't believe it. Amen. They'll still say, no, you're wrong. Dinosaurs were here. No, they weren't. God didn't lie about it, did he? Did Adam name the dinosaur? then they couldn't have been here before Adam named them because it said God created all the animals and prayed them before Adam to see what he would name them. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got something out of that. See, that's one of them zingers, man. You can get that and put that in your zinger file. Hallelujah. All right. So Adam ruled over the earth uh, uh, all of his days, he ruled everything. The animals, the birds, the trees, everything. Amen. Hallelujah. But he ruled them with his words. And how do we know this? 
Because, uh, again, in verse 26 of chapter 1, God says, let's make Adam, or let's make man in our image and in our, according to our likeness. What is God's own likeness? Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. This, is a, this will describe God's likeness and how God operates in this earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Then God said. Underline that. Then God said, let there be light. And there was what? Light. light. So here's God. And you got to understand, here's God. My Father and your Father, our Heavenly Father, here's God, our Father, operating in this earth, and He's putting things into operation with what? Words. Everybody say words. words. you got to get a hold of this. Amen? Amen? And what you and I need to understand is that is once He begins creating things with words... He's now putting a spiritual law into effect. That's what this is. Words create. That's a spiritual law. Don't matter whether they're coming out of God's mouth or they're coming out of God's children's mouths, those words are going to create in our lives. Amen? Amen? Do you realize this world and everything in it was created with words? Look again at verse 3. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Notice, he didn't look into the darkness and say, wow, it sure is dark in here. <laughs> he didn't look at the natural. That's what most Christians do. That's what all people who aren't Christians do. They, all they see is the natural. What's in front of them, well, it sure is dark. No, he looked into the darkness and said, be there light. And there was light. Amen. He responded to the darkness with light. Are you hearing me? You need to respond to the darkness that comes against your life and tries to surround you with the light of God's word. Can I get an amen? amen. <clears throat> now, look at Genesis chapter 6. I mean, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Hallelujah. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let, the, let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, which is the dry land, and divided the waters which were under the firmament uh, from, from the waters which were above the firmament. That's why we have underground lakes. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it, now watch this. He said he did all this, and then it says, and it was so, under that, underline that in your Bible. How did he do that? He spoke it, he spoke it with his words. Genesis 1-9. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and watch this, and it was so. Once again, we see God using words to create things. And notice that the things are responding to his words. Verse 11. Genesis, uh, uh, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, 
the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And watch this. And it was so. Again, we see the earth responding to God's faith-filled words. Verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens uh, to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons for the days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Verse 24. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and the beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was what? So, are you seeing the pattern here? Verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made. How did he make it? With words. And then God saw everything that he made and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Hallelujah to Jesus. He made everything that is made with his words. Amen. Amen. Except you. Now he did form you out of the mud of the ground. Amen. You were made out of dirt. You're just a mud pie. Amen. And we were that until he breathed life into us. The moment he breathed his life into us. And the, the Bible says, one translation says that we became a speaking spirit. Amen. See, animals don't speak. God made you special. Amen. He gave you the same likeness that he had. And that's just not uh, in physical form. That's talking about he gave you the same power and authority to say and create things in your life. Amen. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so if God created this world we live in with his words... And we just read that he did. Then words, listen to me, are the governing force that rule and govern this planet. Amen. Amen. That, my brothers and sisters, is a spiritual law. And we cannot get around it. We will have what we say. Amen. We will have what we say. Amen. Amen. A lot of people are getting over into that a little bit. Amen. We're going to bring the rest of them in there. Amen. We're going to have to tell people, hey, look, things are going wrong in your life because you keep speaking wrong. That's right. You want things to change in your life, you've got to change your mouth. Amen. 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 Things don't just happen because you're pretty. <laughs> Amen. You are pretty. But things don't happen because you're pretty. They happen because you speak them into existence. Amen. Now, let's take a little closer look and how this law operates. Go over with me to Hebrews chapter 11. I told uh, my man back there, Matt, that I was going to give him a lot of scriptures today. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says, By faith, we understand that the worlds, that's all worlds, were framed by what? By the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The passion, well, let me say this, that everything, 
that originated on this planet originated it through not natural sources, but supernatural. You are a supernatural being. It don't matter how you act. That person on the inside of you is supernatural. And it lives in a fleshly body that you got to start just keep, keep your body under. Keep crucifying your flesh. Amen? Right. Amen. So the origin of everything living didn't come from natural resources, but it was created by the Word of God. The Passion Bible says this, Faith empowers us, talking about you and me, to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke, and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Isn't that good? He spoke and gave birth to everything we see. In other words, God said it, and it came to pass. And we need to get a hold of that. Amen? Why do we need to get a hold of that? Because you and I are made in the same image of God and the same likeness of God. And according to uh, the word of God, whatever we speak is going to come to pass. Amen. See, what happens if we're not careful, we can fall into a trap that we begin thinking that we can just talk just any old way and nothing's going to happen. Well, that, I was just kidding. My wife used to tell me, baby, you need to quit that kidding business. What I did, I didn't quit kidding. I just started repenting of everything negative I said during the day. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Why did I do that? Words are seeds. Yeah. And words are going to produce a harvest. Right. Unless you uproot them. Amen. I, I, I feel in my spirit right now there's a lot of people going, man, I said this, I said that, I said this. <laughs> we need to think about it. We need to keep it constantly on our minds. There's no such thing as an idle word. Matter of fact, if there was, the Bible says you'll be held accountable for every idle word that comes out of your mouth. Amen. Why would he say that if it was God was joking about it? No, we will be held accountable. That word is coming back to us. Amen. Amen. Now, I realize this is something that a lot of y'all ain't never heard before, but don't spit it out. Don't let it choke, choke you to death. Just put it aside and chew on it when you get a spare time. Open your Bible, read it, get you a study Bible, study all the Greek and the Hebrew words for every word that's in the Bible, and you'll come to the same conclusion I am. That your words are important. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I can say this, that most of the things that are being held up in our lives is because of our mouth. Talking weakness, talking doubt and unbelief, saying, I don't think I can, when you ought to be saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Saying things like, I'm so broke, I can't pay attention. Instead of saying, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. We need to watch what we're saying. You and I, my brothers and sisters, were, were created in the image and likeness of God. And the same dominion and authority that God gave to Adam. Even though he lost it to Satan, Jesus got it back. Twenty-eight Matthew 28, 18 says that. 
And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me under, uh, under heaven and earth. Amen. Amen? So he got the authority back. And then in Luke 10, 19, Jesus gave that authority to me. Amen. And he gave it to you. Read that. Let's read that. Luke 10, 19. It says, Behold. That means pay attention. So if you've got sleep in your eyes, wipe the sleep out of your eyes. Behold, I give to you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of who? The enemy. Whatever enemy that is. Who's your enemy? Satan. It's okay to say that. There is a devil. He's not a guy with pointed ears and a pointed tail and a pitchfork. He's real. He's a spiritual being. Matter of fact, he was the, uh, God's number one angel in heaven until he rebelled against God. And God kicked him out of heaven. Amen. And then he knows his fate. He knows at the end of the thousand years, he's going to be put in a place called hell forever. And his only uh, purpose in life is to take as many people that he can with him. With him. That's his job. John 10.10 10 says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. That's only, his only job is to make sure he kills you. Make sure he kills your family, your children. Amen. That's why it's important to build our faith. That's why it's important to know that we have the authority and the power right under our nose to speak to the devil and tell him to get out of our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, we have the authority over all of our enemies and we even have dominion in this earth. Listen, the church as a whole, my brothers and sisters, hasn't even begun to scratch the surface of how, how much dominion we actually have and, and really how dominion really operates. I mean, we may know a little bit, I don't know at all. I'm still learning. Amen. But I know a whole lot more than I did yesterday. We may know a little bit about it, but I'm telling you, there's so much more we can learn. Amen. I have so much more to learn. And the only way I'm going to learn is to study the Word of God. The only way I'm going to learn is to continually meditate on God's Word. Uh, and the only way I'm going to continue to learn is to ask God to give me revelation knowledge concerning His Word. We can't just read the Word. we got to get understanding. Amen? Amen? So how many of you want to keep on learning? Amen. How many of you want to hear and see in God's Word how someone who was totally committed to trusting God can and did take dominion over this earth? And he did it with his words. How many of you like to see that? Oh, I'm sure glad because that's where we're going. Hallelujah. Turn over to Joshua 10. My brother says, you've heard me say this many, many times that the words we speak have power. Do we, but do we really realize the power that they have? In Joshua chapter 10, uh, we're going to see uh, this power, but I want to tell you from the get-go 
that what you are about to see in God's word, uh, it was and still is a wow revelation to me. Amen. I've read this Bible for many years. And when I read over this, God just zinged me and he says, look at there, you've been missing this all these years. And I'm going to share with you that this morning. Praise God. How many of you want to see something you ain't seen before? Hallelujah. Look at this in Joshua. And I'm believing that you too, my brother and sister, will experience a zinger or a wow moment. In Joshua chapter 10, we see Joshua surrounded by an army and they're coming uh, for him and coming against him and the children of Israel. He had just defeated the king and inhabitants of Ai, and, uh, just like he had before he had defeated Jericho. But there was five other kings that came up against Joshua and the children of Israel with all their combined armies. And what I want you to see is that the Lord uh, showed up to help Joshua in a very, very special way. It says in Joshua chapter 10, verse 8, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. And not a man of them shall stand before you. Isn't that good news? We get a hold of that. We know that God has already defeated our enemies. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, all we got to do is let them know that we know they're defeated. Amen. Hallelujah. Joshua, verse 9. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. So the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them along the road that goes to Beth Haran, and struck them down as far as Azekai and Machadah. And it happened as they fled before Israel, <clears throat> and were on the descent of Beth Haran, that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. Hallelujah to Jesus. It says, There were more who died from the hailstones than from the children of Israel, uh, than the children of Israel killed with their swords. Now watch this. Verse 12. You got your shouting clothes on? Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in that day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still. Son, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. Verse 13, what happened to the sun? So the sun stood still and the moon stopped. I should have got at least one praise the Lord right there. You didn't get that, did you? He spoke to the sun. He spoke to the moon. And both of them stopped in the heavens. Amen. Amen. That's power. That's power. Yeah, we know the Lord did the miracle. 
but Joshua had to say it. God hastens to perform His word. God wants us to know. He, he did all He was going to do. And we have to understand that. God's not going to do any more without us doing something. we got to say something to the, the world that we live in. Amen? Amen. Amen. You'll get a hold of it one of these days. Praise God. I'm still getting a hold of it. I didn't walk across Blanco River. I drove my truck. Amen. Hallelujah. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped. Now watch this. Till the people have revenge upon their enemies. In other words, they were killing their enemies for so long that day that they were about to run out of sunlight. And God so told Joshua, don't you let any of them escape. Now we're talking about five armies. They followed them. They, they followed them down the trail. They, they just kept killing and killing and killing until they were about to run out of sunlight. And then we see an Old Testament child of God. He ain't even born again. He ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. He don't have the Bible to read. All he has is God's word. When God said, I have delivered them into your hand. Are you hearing me? Amen. So we see an Old Testament saint of God talking to the sun and talking to the moon. And the moon and the sun obeying him. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a wow moment. <laughs> Somebody on Facebook, would you type amen, hallelujah to Jesus? Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> You see, he didn't pray to God for God to do something about the sun and the moon. He didn't cry out to God in desperation saying, Lord, I sure you need you to do about this darkness that's surrounding us. No, he spoke to the sun. Amen. Amen. He went out and spoke faith-filled words. He spoke a command to the sun and the moon, folks. He said, son... You stand still, and moon, don't you dare move either. That's the way I would have put it. Don't you dare move. I got work to do. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but that's a bona fide. Behold, verily I say to you, wow moment to your pastor. Amen. Amen. Yeah, pastor, but do you really believe that that story is true? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Don't you? Don't you? It's a brave thing to call God a liar. And this cowboy sure ain't going to do it. Amen? Amen. Listen, if it's written in this book, I believe it. And even though I've never stopped the sun or the moon, I can tell you this, I have spoken faith-filled words to thunderstorms, to hailstorms, and to tornadoes, and watched them go plumb around my household. Amen. How many of you in here have ever done that? Spoken to the elements. Amen. That's not a small thing, guys. Realize that where that came from. That power was given to us by God Almighty. No, we're not equal with God. He's still God. Amen. But didn't your Bible say he gave you authority? Do you have authority over the wind and the rain? Amen. We even have, really, we even have authority over the sun and the moon. 
But you better need it to stop if you're going to tell it to stop. Don't play around with God's word. Joshua had a need. God told him to not let any one of them escape. That means darkness couldn't set in until after he had finished what God told him to do. Amen? You see, every child of God has that same ability, that same authority to respond to circumstances with faith-filled words. Can I get an amen to that? Now, look what happened to Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. I'm just giving you scriptures that prove what I'm telling you about your words being spoken. Amen? Mm, Excuse me. In Daniel chapter 10, when Daniel knew that the children of Israel were supposed to be out of captivity, and it says that Daniel interceded, he prayed for Israel for 21 days. And then it says in uh, verse 11 that the angel shows up And says this to Daniel. He says, oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. How many greatly beloved saints of God we got in here? Uh, The ones that are awake are raising their hands. Oh, Daniel, man, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. And stand upright. For I have now sent to you. Uh, uh, for I have now been sent to you. This is the angel talking. And while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel. Don't fear. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, that was 21 days ago when he started praying for Israel. From that first day, your words were what? Heard. Your words were heard, and I have come, Daniel, because of your words. Oh, my, 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 my. Praise God. That's powerful. Think about that. Heaven responded to faithful words that Daniel spoke. Heaven responded. God stood at attention. When Daniel started praying for the children of Israel, just like he will if you start praying for your family and and those things that you need, God will stand at attention. And the Bible says if he'll do it for Daniel, he'll do it for you. He will send angels to fight your battles. He'll send angels to strengthen you and say, don't fear. Don't fear, John. I'm here. I've been sent to you. I've come to help. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Notice the angel told Daniel, I have come because of your words. Brothers and sisters, that's very powerful. Amen. That is a powerful scripture. The most powerful thing that you possess in your life. Listen to you, pastor. The most powerful thing that you possess is one inch under your nose. Amen. It's your mouth. Amen. Amen. That's the most powerful force on earth, really. Hallelujah. It's called the mouth. And I've showed you in the scriptures that with the mouth, God spoke words, faith-filled words that created the heavens and the earth. 
With the mouth, Jesus spoke words that caused a tree to wither and die. With the mouth, Joshua commanded the sun and the moon to stand still, and they obeyed him. With the mouth, Daniel prayed words words and caused heaven to respond and send angels to battle evil on his behalf. Amen. If you go back and read Daniel 10, you'll see that when Daniel prayed and when actually when we pray, that there's a spiritual battle that goes on in the heavenlies. Amen. The Bible declares that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness. Where? In high places. When Daniel prayed 21 days before, the demons came out to try to hinder the prayers of Daniel and God sent, because of Daniel's words, God sent the angels to battle for him. Praise God. And I got chicken skin all over me. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God will do the same thing for me. He does the same thing for me. He does the same thing for you. You just got to know it. If you know that heaven will respond to your words, don't you think you'll start spe- speaking more God-filled words and faith-filled words? Get a hold of this, church. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Words. The words that we speak are the most powerful force in the universe. And we need to realize that good or bad, positive or negative, the words that we keep speaking will eventually turn around. Isaiah 55, 11. Write that down. Go read it. Your words will eventually turn around and bring you a harvest. You will harvest what you speak. Amen. How do we know that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Turn to Proverbs 18, 21. You will harvest your words. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will what? Eat its fruit. Now you better like the words you're speaking because you're going to eat them back. They're going to come back to you. You're going to have to eat them. You don't like what's on the menu, change your words. Amen. Matthew 12, 37. I'm just giving you scriptures that prove what I'm telling you. This is Jesus talking. He says in Matthew 12, 37, he says, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. My brothers and sisters, we need to get a hold of that, that your words will bring you either a good harvest or a bad harvest. And here's the dinger. The choice is yours. You choose what you're going to eat. Not me. I can stand up here and preach to you. And you can amen me all day long. And say praise the Lord. That's a good word pastor. So be it unto me. Walk out of these doors. And start speaking the same trash you were speaking before you came in here. And if you put out trash. Trash is coming back. Amen. You want blessings of God? Speak blessings. Walk around telling everybody when they say, how you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored. Don't matter how you feel. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let me close. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Man, y'all been listening good. Well, I hope y'all have gotten something out of this because I sure have. <laughs> I hate to come up here every Sunday and just preach to me. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm excited. I'm going to change the way I talk. And I don't talk bad. No, the way I'm going to change, I'm going to start speaking more things into existence. Amen. Romans 4.17 says that we're to call those things would be not as though they were. Amen. We're the, you know what that says? That that speaks things into existence from things that aren't seen. That's right. Amen. You can't see a miracle till you get it. That's true. But God says you're a miracle. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. First Peter. Hallelujah. I'll stay on track. Praise God. I've just got the preach coming on me here. But I ain't got it at eight minutes, so we're going to finish up. Praise God. First Peter chapter 3. Talking about your harvest. Talking about the words you speak. First Peter 3.10 says, For he would love life. He who would love life. How many of you love life? And see good days. Everybody say good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. How many of you know God's word is the only true word there is? Don't you think about that. If this does anything in your life, I wanted to help you just quit blabbing. You know what I mean? There's people out there just, they talk about everything. They talk about their life. They talk about how, well, everything's going wrong. Everybody in their life that's uh, bothering them. They just, they talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it. We need to stop doing that. Because we're only hurting ourselves. The person I talk about, I'm not, I think I may talk, be talking about them, but if the Bible's true and the words that I'm speaking are going to bring me a harvest, if I call someone a moron, guess who's going to be the moron? Yeah. <laughs> that was just the first word that came up, guys. <laughs> Boy, I sure am getting skinny. I, let me just get, amen. It's working. That and the salads my wife keeps making me eat. Praise the Lord. I told a brother and sister this morning, we've been wanting to take them out to Waterburger. I said, well, we missed our window. I said, after I went to the doctor the other day, and he said, I want you to lose at least 30 pounds, then uh, Waterburgers went out the window. Amen. You know why I want to do it? I want to stick around. I've got a lot to live for. I got, a lot, I, I got a lot of work to do. And I want to take care of my body. Amen. Amen. The God, God's word of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says this. It says, people who want to live a full life and enjoy good days must keep their tongues from saying evil things 
and their lips from speaking deceitful things. My brothers and sisters, I can't say it any better than Peter already said it. Amen? If any of us, or any person really, those watching by live stream, those sitting in here, or if you minister to someone out there, if any person wants to live a full life and enjoy good days, they must take control of their mouth. There's no other way around it. Write this down. You take control of your mouth, you take control of your life. You take control of your mouth, you'll take control of your life. Can you say amen to that? Let's stand together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, again, I hope you got something out of this because I sure did. I can tell you right now, I'm going to guard over my mouth. And I give you uh, permission to hold me accountable. Amen? You hear some kind of trash coming out of my mouth saying, oh, Pastor, well, here's the way to do it. Let me just tell you what I'm going to do, just so you'll know. I hear some kind of trash coming out of your mouth that I know is against the Word of God. I'm going to say, come on, let's join hands and agree with that. You want me to agree with you? Would you like the two or more to agree on that, what you just said? You know what that's going to immediately do? Think, no, matter of fact, I'll just, I won't take that back. Amen. Let me give you good news. All the seed that you've sown before you came in here and heard this message, you can uproot it with one word. I say four words. I claim crop failure. Amen. You got to claim crop failure on those words that you spoke. Those words that you spoke over your life. I'm going to help somebody. Now, this is, was just for me. I used to be a drunk. I never in my life went to AA. And you know why? Because they want you to confess that you're an alcoholic. that you're an alcoholic and the Lord ministered to me years ago that if I could keep confessing that I'm an alcoholic alcohol the devil will keep bringing that to me I'm redeemed I'm redeemed by the blood of the lamb I'm no longer a drunk but I live in sobriety amen I never did I never did buy into saying that you're one thing and believing for another because they don't work together. Amen. Praise God. Well, glory to God. My second closing. <laughs> well, we never end the service, praise God, as a family without uh, giving everybody an opportunity to repent of their sin and give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing better in your life than when the day you surrender to Christ and call him not only your savior, but you call him your Lord. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, no one moving around, you respect the Holy Ghost. If you're in this place or you're watching my live stream and you're just tired of the way your life is and you want to change, the first thing you need to do 
is change your confession. It's change the words that are coming out of your mouth. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, the Bible says that if you will believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and confess Him, confess Jesus out of your mouth as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. So if you want to do that this morning, maybe you just started going to church when you was a kid and you've just always been in church. But you really never have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want you to raise a hand, even if you're in your home, and put it right back down. Hallelujah to Jesus. God sees those hands. You may have been saved when at a young age, but you're, you haven't really been serving God, and you want to change your life around today. And today you've gotten a word from God that not only are you going to change your mouth, you're going to change the way you live. If that's you, want to get sin out of your life and be done with it forever, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. Hallelujah to Jesus. With every head raised and every eye open, we're going to do what I told you to do. We're going to confess Jesus. Amen? Amen. Repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your only begotten Son. He died on the cross to take my sin. Then he rose again, said I could be raising with him. Amen, amen. And right now, he sitting at your right hand. And because I just confessed him, I'm seated with him. That's a glorious place to be. Amen. Jesus, come into my heart. Change me into what you want me to be. I surrender my life to you. I confess you as my Lord. Do your will in my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering, praise God. Look to your right and look to your left. All the people you don't see, let's keep them up in prayer this week, amen. A lot of people are traveling, amen. We want everybody to get home safely to us, amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.